The reading today is taken from 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through 21. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. So as I was thinking about this passage, I was thinking about how sometimes it's easier for me to love God, whom I haven't seen, at least in the flesh, than it is to love my brother. Because people are messy. Our relationships are messy. There's all kinds of dynamics involved with other people. But I know God loves me and I can just sit in his presence and be still before him. I know that I'm accepted in him. I'm not judged. So I had a little trouble understanding this passage at first. And so I was asking God about it because certainly I want to honor God and I want to love him. And the way that he tells us that we love him is that we obey him and that we do the things that he's called us to do. And so if he tells us to love our brother, then we are called to love our brother. And that isn't done with a human love because that in and of itself is impossible, especially for those who treat us poorly or they've abused us in some way. It's really impossible to love that person in the natural. So how do we do this? Well, we do it in the same way that we walk out every other aspect of our Christian life. We do it through his spirit in us and allow his spirit to work in and through us and out. So if we think about ourselves as being a container for God, and we think about ourselves being a three-part being, we were created as a spirit. We have a soul, which is our mind and our will and our emotions. It's our reasoning ability, our intellectual ability. And then we have a body, of course, that is the container for our spirit and soul. And so when we think about allowing the spirit of God to flow through us, how do we do this in practice? And it took me many years to figure this out. And of course, I didn't figure it out on my own. I've had some really great teachers. And just going back from what my teachers say and then looking at the word of God, and having it confirmed in my spirit as I read those verses about how we are to become this vessel, like the word talks about in 2 Timothy 21. Well, I'll start with verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. And so that's what we're talking about today, right? We're talking about being a vessel of honor. We all want to be a vessel of honor. We are sanctified and useful 
and prepared for every good work because he has works for us to do. We read that in Ephesians. I think it's Ephesians 1.20 where he had purposed before we were ever created to do good works that he prepared in advance for us to walk in. So we want to make sure that we are sanctified and we are useful. And we know that God has already sanctified us at the moment of rebirth. We are completely sanctified. We are justified. We are considered his righteousness. So there's a second part of this. And we've talked about that before. And what is our responsibility in the sanctification process? Because we actually have a responsibility to walk this out. And he gives us really clear instruction of how to do that. The verse we've just read in 2 Timothy talks about putting aside those things that are not of God. We are to renew our minds. We know that from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We know that that's how the transformation takes place. So we can't grasp these spiritual truths if we're looking at it through natural eyes. We have to actually look at it in the spirit. So the word is spirit, right? Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So when we read the word of God, we are not just reading words on the page. If we have the Holy Spirit in us, and I'm making that assumption to those who are listening, when we have the Holy Spirit in us and we're reading words that are spirit, that's how our mind is renewed and that is how we are transformed. There is no other way for us to be transformed. Otherwise, it becomes legalism and religion. We can't try to live out spiritual principles and spiritual commands in the natural. And that's where religion comes in. That's religion. That's why I hate religion, because we can't attain spiritual realities by natural means. And so that's what I'm talking to you today about. And that's what I really want to try to make clear in this brief 10-minute message. How do we get our soul? So we talked about that being our intellect, our reasoning ability, our mind. How do we get our soul to be lined up with the spirit? Because the spirit's already been made perfect, right? So now it's our responsibility to renew our minds through the word of God. And that's how we get our soul in alignment with the spirit. And when we do that, if you think about, and I've drawn this out on a whiteboard where I have the spirit at the top. I know it's a little bit esoteric, but just bear with me here. If we have the spirit, we're all spirit, right? We are a spiritual being. We have a soul. We live in a body. So we are an integrated whole. But at the moment of rebirth, only our spirit is regenerated, resurrected, and made completely new and clean and pure. We still have an unregenerated mind that we are responsible for renewing in the word of God. And that's how we are going to walk in greater and greater levels of the spirit. That's what it means to walk in the spirit. When I've got my spirit, my soul lined up with the spirit through the word of God, that means I'm meditating on the word of God. I know the word of God. I know because that's all truth. And I'm renewing my mind to the truth. And I'm also walking it out. So let me give you an example of how this played out in my life. Last week, I was visiting my daughter and my granddaughter and her husband. And when I arrived, they told me that the baby, my little two-year-old grandbaby, she had developed hives and they had taken her to the doctor. She had been on antibiotics and it had started to go away. 
but when I ride, the hives were coming back. And so I was able to go over to my grandbaby. I laid hands on her and I said, Lord, I thank you that your word is true. And your word says that when I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. So I speak to Bray's body right now and I say, be healed in Jesus' name. And I didn't think much about it. We just went on with our day. And the next morning, I was doing something in the kitchen and my son in law was changing the baby's diaper. And all of a sudden, he looked up and he said, The hives are gone. And I just got a big smile on myself and I said, Well, praise God. And he just kept looking at me like, You healed my baby. You healed my, I can't believe this. The hives are gone. And he's looking at my daughter and my daughter looks at him and she said, Now do you believe? So you see, when our spirit and our soul are in alignment, we offer the Lord a pure vessel for his life to flow through us and bring life and healing to others. And that's just a beautiful example of how this played out. And as I researched the scriptures in preparation for this lesson, go to Mark 16, 16 through 18 and read what it says. It said, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So as we renew our minds to the word of God and we begin to believe that word of God. So it's not just a matter of reading it. We actually have to believe what the word says. No matter what we see in the natural, we stand on that word and say, Lord, this is what your word says. I believe it. And I'm receiving all that your word says I have and all that your word says that I can do. And in reading that passage, you realize that signs follow if you go to the rest of that passage. So it actually continues starting with verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, He was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So when we start to live out our lives as a pure vessel, when we align our soul to the spirit, which is the word of God, we become a pure vessel for his life. And that's how we actually begin to walk in greater and greater power because we actually become then a walking gospel. So when people look at us, they see Jesus. And when we lay hands, that's the spirit of Jesus working in and through us and out. So we are just imparting his life. That's how we walk in the spirit. I'll close with one other verse that the Lord just reminded me of, and that's John 7, 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. 